bless your name, Jesus. Your brother, your sister, will call on because they need you call on them. Bless your Lord God. Your children, your mother, somebody will call on Jesus because they need you call on Mighty God. say that, and I know I say it often and talk about, I mentioned expectations, is because I have, I personally have expectations of God's word performing in my life on my behalf because he's spoken in his word and he spoke it specifically for me. And you need to take the word of God personally for yourself. And, and so I take all of it personally for me. I take what he says when he says, I'll bless you. I take that personally for me. When he says that you'll be cursed if you don't obey the word, I take that personal. And since I don't want to be cursed, then I'm going to obey the word of God. And no matter what I might think, no matter how I might feel, no matter what I don't understand, I'm still going to obey because the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Truly, I pray my prayer is that uh, you are blessed this morning. If you're just now waking up, 
maybe you're preparing to go to a service that uh, God bless you. If you are uh, maybe in the middle of your day, maybe it's the end of your day because of where you're located at geographic. And, and so uh, that God will bless you. God is going to bless you. You know, we're, we're yet knocking at the door of the coming of the Lord. And it's just his goodness and his grace that he has not appeared. And until then, uh, the Bible said, occupy till I come. And so we're going to occupy with obedience. We're going to occupy with praise. We're going to occupy with worship unto our Lord and Savior. We're going to go into the word of God uh, shortly here. And, and so before we go, before we go, and I, I'm just, uh, you know, I just want to bless the Lord. I mean, God is just so good. He is so great to all of us. And, and you know, and, and I just don't, I just, I want the Lord to know how much I appreciate him. I want the Lord to know how much I love him. And no one can express that but you. No one can express that. No one can tell God how much you care. No one can say thank you like you can. No one can do, uh, you know, we, we used to sing this song, can't nobody do me like Jesus uh, can't nobody do me like the Lord because he's my friend. I want the Lord to say the same thing. That can't nobody do me like uh, it can't, he's my friend. Bless your Lord. And so we have to live a life that is worth, uh, that is worthy of that being said. But we're going to go into the word of God right after this. And, and we're going to praise and we're going to magnify him. And we're going to let the Lord know how much we love him. Bless your name, Jesus. Oh 
Bless you, Lord God. Let him have his way, mighty God. Bless you, Jesus. Yes, can't nobody operate you like Jesus. Hallelujah. Those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, don't stop. Those that have the Holy Ghost, don't bury him. But let the Lord, let God be God. Let the Lord have his way. The Holy Ghost is here in the service. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Lord God. Mighty God, his anointing is what destroys the yoke. His love that makes a difference. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. No matter what we do, if we don't allow him to be God, we're just going through the motion. It could sound good. It, it could be even worth uh, a recording if you're a singer. It could be worth a contract to do public speaking and you know, if you're a minister and all of that kind of stuff, but this is without the anointing, then no yokes will be destroyed. Souls cannot be delivered. Therefore, souls cannot be saved. So we look, we look to love the Lord. And by loving him, he reciprocates. He sends back to us. Amen. I want to direct your attention this morning to the book of Hebrews. Not going to be long. We were in a, a service yesterday as um, a good friend that have that I've known for many, many years. I'm not gonna mark my age, but um, but since the seventh, eighth grade, went home, went home to be with the Lord, and so certainly. Thanking, thanking God because when I met her, she was saved. Uh, she was saved when I met her way back then. And I didn't know, I didn't know about salvation like I do today. But she was saved. And there was a lot of things that I had saw and did not, uh, the way she responded to things, she was saved. And I was just you know, it, it would puzzle you. But when I found out later, when I understood, you know, what it meant to be saved, and I, I saw it. I saw it for myself, and she has gone on home to be with the Lord and want to continue to hold the family up in prayer, uh, you know, and and just and magnify God for a life that was lived. You know, it's a difference when someone passed and you know that they lived and they dedicated their life to the Lord. That they wanted God to be left in one of his servants, a saint, that they're going to rest with the Lord. Whereas others, if you're not the elect of God, many are called, few are chosen. If you have not made your calling and election sure, then who's going to urge you in? Who's going to stand? What pastor is going to stand and give an account for your life? And I'm not talking about one of those political pastors that because you give tithes and offerings that they're going to have something good to say about. I'm talking about those that, that look at your life that have discerned what's in you and what needs to be uh, taken out of you in order for you to be found pleasing in the sight of God. Hebrews, Hebrews, the first chapter, verse 1 through 3. 
is where I'm going to be reading from this morning. But first, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the move of your spirit in this place, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Lord God, and I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord God, for the fruit of the labor. I thank you right now, Lord God, in advance, Lord Jesus, for Lord Jesus, for not just adding, but for multiplying, Lord God. I thank you right now, Lord. And I pray and ask that you bless. Lord, bless those that are listening. Bless those, Lord God, that will hear later. Bless, Lord God, uh, those that are calling upon your name, that are seeking you, Lord God. I pray that you fill those that, that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, Lord. Lord Jesus, that's only you can do. Lord Jesus, as you did on the day of Pentecost, your spirit came in as a rushing mighty wind and filled the place where they were sitting. And they began to speak with cloven tongues as the spirit gave utterance. Lord God, I pray and ask you to bless them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, remember the bereaved family. Remember those that are sick in their bodies. Lord God, remember those that are feeling well. Lord Jesus, that they should bless you in Jesus' name. Lord God, we'll continue to give your name the praise. We'll continue to give you the glory by the life that we live. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Hebrews, Hebrews 1, beginning at the first verse, it says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, Having these last days, God, in these last days, have spoken unto us by his Son, whom he have appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things, all things, all things, that's, that everything, all things, by the word of his power, when he by himself purged our sins, set down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I, I take the subject matter from this, and, and I don't really like uh, doing it, but in order to, uh, to for sake of others, you know, we give subjects matters to uh, to the text in order to uh, help others out. But I, I don't want you to get it twisted today. I don't want you to get it twisted tomorrow or any other day. You know, uh, we used to sing a song, and J is for Jesus. And, and then, of course, we would, we would say, uh, O is for over, Y is for you, Jesus over you. And, and so, uh, you know, and he is. Uh, Jesus is over you, you know, and so we don't need to get that twisted because the focus, our entire focus is supposed to be about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we've shifted somewhere down the line, we shift the focus to ourselves uh, because of the things that we decided to indulge, the things that we decided to do, uh, that we shift the, fo the focus, we've shifted into the flesh because the flesh wars against the spirit and so it causes us to shift the the the, the vision it causes us to shift the things that we get onto ourselves rather than onto the lord 
we need to keep the focus on Jesus. So we don't need to get this thing twisted up. We don't need to get it all marred up and messed up. But we need to keep the focus on the Lord and knowing that Jesus is over you. Now, there, that embodies a lot there uh, that I may not have time to go into. But understand with assurance that Jesus is over you. So let's take the word over and say overseer. And so he is overseeing our life. And so the Bible lets us know the book of Hebrews uh, was written to those that had stepped out of the tradition of Judaism uh, and into the apostolic teaching, uh, which is about Jesus Christ. Uh, they stepped out of Judaism into the doctrine that the apostles was teaching. Remember, the apostles went from house to house uh, teaching. Uh, that was where they had service at in the homes. For those of you uh, that have Bible studies in your home, be encouraged, uh, you know, because the apostles did the same thing. They didn't have, uh, didn't always have a building to go into. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a day and time that they had to go underground. And so for those that are going from house to house teaching the word of God, uh, that we find that throughout the script, some uh, even had the elect lady of God, even had a church in her home, and which was validated by the power of God, as John spoke about it to the elect lady and her children. And so uh, the apostles, those that stepped out of Judaism and into the apostolic teaching, uh, which is about Jesus Christ. The focus of our salvation is Jesus Christ, for he is the author and the finisher of our faith. The writer of Hebrews uh, uh, exhorts and encourages those listening to hold on. Uh, Sometimes we need to be encouraged to hold on. Uh, you, you're, you're, that's why Paul says, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on to salvation, eternal life. And so we sometimes, we, we know that in this life, that there is an enemy. He is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So my encouragement, my words to you in that is don't give the devil an opportunity. Don't give the devil a place. He is seeking, he's an opportunist and he's seeking those that he can devour. Don't you be one of them. You don't have to allow yourself to be one of them, to be devoured by the ways of the enemy. And so the, the writer of Hebrew exhorts and encourages those listening to hold on and don't give up. If you've ever felt like giving up, uh, that the flesh begin to cater to you and want you to, to throw in the towel, to surrender your salvation, to surrender your sanctification, to surrender your life because maybe it was somebody that looked at you wrong. Maybe it was somebody that said the wrong thing to you and, and, and your flesh rose up and said, well, you're supposed to be saved. But we have to remind ourselves that so am I. I'm to be saved as well. And so we have to remember that, that, that they may be having a bad hair day too. And it's just like the enemy to take an opportunity that if I could get that person that is sitting next to you, get that person that is on the job, get that person that's in the store, that person that's driving next to you in the car to look at you all cockeyed and crazy. Uh, they may have actually been looking at somebody else, but to you, they look pretty cockeyed and crazy. And now you have an attitude that you carry throughout the day and, and, and start become a, like a snapping turtle and, and biting at everything and growling at everything. And, and soon after a while, uh, your mind 
mindset, I, I, I'm going to give up and throw in the towel. Listen, uh, don't do that. Don't give up, uh, but hold on and don't throw in the towel. Uh, there were those that uh, held on to, the, to Judaism and they didn't like the fact that the apostles was teaching about Jesus Christ. Now we see that throughout the scripture that after the crucifixion of Christ and after he had risen and, and began to minister and he ministered, he spent 40 days. Oh, bless you, Lord God. I feel like dancing right there. He spent 40 days. I feel like Matt, I just feel like giving God some praise and just acting stupid right now because he spent 40 days with the apostles uh, and his disciples teaching them and, and validating to them what they needed to do before he, uh, oh, bless you, Lord God, and before the pouring out of his spirit, uh, he spent 40 days with them. Uh, taking the time to bless them with an understanding. Oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. Uh, he spent time with them. This time was significant. Uh, that's why it, it bothers me so much. Uh, that's and, and that's why it troubles my spirit sometimes uh, that, that, that God has spent all of this time uh, teaching them and informing them of things that they have to do. Don't overlook what God is telling you to do. He has spent time with them, instructing them, reminding them and rehearsing with them things that needed to be done for soul salvation. So when Peter told them, when they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Uh, there are theologians and, and people that have studied in cemeteries, I mean, excuse me, seminaries, uh, bless you, Lord God, that, that, that say that Peter and the apostles got it wrong. When they uh, ministered about Jesus Christ and, and pointed to uh, that he is the author and finisher of our faith, that, that, that salvation is in his name and that, that, that there's no other name under heaven, uh, they felt that, mm, that they did it wrong. But how could that be when the Lord has spent personal time with them, ministering to them what needs to be done in order to be saved? Now, the Bible said that the scripture was written by holy men. I believe this is a Peter, but written by holy men as they were inspired by the Holy Ghost. And he's speaking about those things that have been inspired from Genesis all the way through the, uh, the, into the New Testament. And, and so uh, they were inspired. And, they gave, and so the apostles were inspired by the word of God. And they followed him even to their depths. They followed him and did not give up. Now, the writer of Hebrews is telling those that are being persecuted. Bless your name, Jesus. Telling those that are being persecuted to hold on. Don't give up. Do not throw in the towel. And I don't care if they if they what they said to you hurt your feelings. Don't throw in the towel because that you'll get over that. You'll learn more about uh, how people and how the enemy will attack you because he is a roaring lion. He also is a father of all lies. And so uh, he is a liar. 
Bless you, Lord God. So we have to be careful about the liars and those that come and present of what they think is, uh, what they think, uh, uh, because they have teamed up with the enemy. Uh, so uh, remember, uh, Paul had to straighten them out because there were those that were that had told the, the people of God that that the rapture had already taken place. Now, they didn't use the word rapture, but the, uh, the, the, the tribulation period that they were already in. And, you know, they began to falsify the gospel. And Paul said, wait a minute, hold it. No, 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 no. Let me let me help you out here that the dead in Christ shall rise first and then we which are alive will be caught up to meet them in the air. And that has not happened yet. He, he began to, 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 they begin to emphasize it and to place emphasis on the word of God and what was correct. The enemy will come in and try to make you uh, give up and to throw in the towel. Attacks occurred as the word of God began to spread. So, church, I'm telling you today that as the word of God began to spread, as God began to, as God is growing, as God is working, as God is moving, as you allow God to be God, that you know that there is going to be attacks. And so, since you know that there's going to be attack, then we arm ourselves likewise. We arm ourselves, knowing that we put on the helmet of salvation, because I know the enemy is going to come and try to attack the head. You put on the breastplate of righteousness so that when the enemy throw a punch into your chest, uh, uh, that it will not impact you and affect you the way that he intended it. Uh, you're going to have your loins gird uh, with the preparation of the gospel. You're going to have your shoe, your feet shoe, excuse me, with the preparation of the gospel and, and your loins gird and, and, and held tight in place uh, so that when the enemy comes in, that he cannot do the harm as the writer said, we are more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors. The F keeps the door. We're more than that because he was armored very well and it was hard to take him down. We're much more than that. The influence that was introduced in the Garden of Eden trickled down consuming humanity uh, are embodied in these deadly words. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, this is what happened in the garden uh, when he spoke these words to Eve, who then took the words of another individual instead of the words of her husband and was tricked into doing something that should not have been done. Whereas Adam, knowing the word of God, willfully disobeyed. Now, I'm not going to go too far into that today, but willfully disobeyed what God had said. He was not ignorant. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Mm. He was not ignorant of the device of Satan, but he surrendered to the flesh, rather the spirit of God. That's what the enemy wants. He wants you to believe that uh, you can be like God without God. But I'm here this morning to say, don't get it twisted. The light of the moon is a reflection of the sun. So without the sun, 
the moon has no light. Without the sun, the moon has no light. Without Jesus, you have no salvation. Mighty God. The writer points us back to God, which is our focus. The word focus means to center or the center of interest or activity. It means to have a clear visual definition. God wants you and I to pay specific attention to him and his word. The Bible tells us in John 4 and 23, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall, because the Father seeketh him. And so uh, God himself is paying close attention to those that are doing what? Worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Second uh, Timothy 4 and 8. Uh, says, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not me only, but all them that also love his appearance. Uh, let me put it in these words. Uh, uh, henceforth there is a laid up for me, me, I, I'm taking this personal, and I hope you do too, a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall, lay, shall give me that day, and not only me, but all them that are focused, all of them that are, are specifying and specific, giving him specific attention, and they love his appearance, which lets us know that everyone mm, is not going to love the appearance of God. Everyone is not going to love his arrival. But for us, I'm sorry, I, I'm just, I, I feel a little cuckoo here right now. I, I feel a little crazy for Cocoa Puffs right now uh, because I, I'm, I'm loving his appearance even today. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. We love his appearance even right now. Mighty God. Matthews 24 and 42 says, watch therefore. Mm -hmm. So watch therefore means to do what? Uh, that we have, that we keep a clear visual of what is happening and, and that we are specifically paying attention to him and his word. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour the Lord doeth come. I don't have to know the exact hour that he comes but one thing I do know is that I'm looking for him to arrive. And I'm loving his appearance. I'm loving the thought of him coming. Mm, bless your name, Jesus. Oh, my God. Bless your Lord. See, that's what moves you when you get up and, you know, uh, start preparing for service. And I'm going to the service of the Lord because I'm going to meet him because I love his appearance. I love what he's going to do in the service. I, I'm going to meet him right now. I'm accustomed. I'm becoming more and more accustomed to being in his presence so when he arrives, it is not going to be an abnormal event. Uh-uh, let me say that again. <laughs> Somebody didn't get that. Bless your Lord God. 
See, when you're used to doing something, then it's not, uh, it's normal. It becomes a norm to you. It becomes a norm to give God praise. It becomes a norm to pray. It becomes a norm to acknowledge him in all of our ways and, and look for him to direct our path. And when we hear the direction, then we follow him. He said, my voice, my sheep, I'm the good shepherd. My, my sheep know my voice. And another they will not follow because they are accustomed to me. Bless your Lord God. Wherefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doeth come. Remember that we're talking about God, his history, and yours. See, we're building a history together here. We're building, this is about his story. And it's going to play out his way. And it's going to be to our advantage if we follow what he's saying or uh, somebody, don't get it twisted, but if you don't follow what God is saying, it's going to be to your disadvantage. The Bible tells us that God is a spirit. Uh, therefore, he is not male nor female. You have the foolishness of men. And when I, you have the foolishness, and when I say men, I, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm talking about male and female here that, that say, well, how do you know God is not a female? God is a spirit. If you read your Bible, maybe somebody didn't tell them or, you know, maybe you can share it with them. But God is a spirit and therefore spirit uh, is neither gender, a spirit, not male nor female, but a spirit. Therefore, the scripture says in Galatians 3 and 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek nor is bond or free. There is neither male nor female for we are all one in Christ. Therefore, ladies that are preaching the gospel, I want to encourage you that as you minister the word of God, uh, and though there are those that oppose and say, well, women can't minister the word of God, uh, that's because they're ignoring the word of God and what has been written and what has been displayed. Oh, my God, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, and I, so I'm, I'm, I'm holding back on some things. But, but listen here, you go ahead and preach the word of God. Because see, when they went, I'll give you this. When they went to the tomb and they saw that Jesus had rose and the message was to go back and tell them, tell the disciples that Jesus was risen, uh -huh, the ladies went back to tell the men. The ladies went back to proclaim the good news and glad tidings. Oh, bless your Lord God. Uh, the Bible tells us in the first verse, God who, 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 Jesus, the focus on Jesus at sundry times, various times, uh, of ways and diverse different methods of uh, manners spoke in time past after uh, unto the fathers by the prophets. Moses was a prophet. Miriam, uh, listen, Miriam, uh, the sister, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron. Deborah, a prophetess and wife, uh huh, mm hmm, who judged Israel. Oh, bless your Lord. A woman not in charge? Oh, this says different here. And, and the, word, the word God was all over this woman. Uh, because not only was she a prophetess, she was a wife. And she judged Israel. They didn't even, the men didn't even want to go out to battle without her leading them with the presence of God. There was a school of the prophets. And, and I'm going to say this. The scripture doesn't say it, 
And I don't think you're going to be able to prove against it. But the school of the prophets would lead me to believe that they embodied men and women. Since there was women that were prophetess. They delivered the word of God. None of which accepted praise or worship only to do the will of God. See, when uh, as, I'm just a mouthpiece. I'm just one that God has called. Hey, you, Carl, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Rebuke, reprove, instruct, and live holy. I, I was, yeah, uh-huh. That, that was a calling right there. <laughs> Bless your Lord Jesus. And so I'm just one that have been instructed like many to do those very things. I'm not to receive any praise. I'm not to receive any worship. Don't put me on a high pedestal. But just allow me to live and be a brother in the name of the Lord. See, I'm happy with that. But I know that there's a call that says you, there's more for you to do. And so therefore, I'm carrying out the will of God. Just like they did in the in uh, in that day, and that's the uh, I'm just a nobody telling everybody about somebody that can save your soul, not to be put on a pedestal, not to be lifted up, but I solicit your prayers to pray for me and to hold me up as I endeavor to do the will of God for the rest of my life. Oh, bless your Lord God. I pray and hope that, that every preacher that, that, that hear this or, or that you hear will feel the same. I hope that when somebody say thank you, that thank you go to God. When somebody say job well done, that you pass it on to the God. When somebody says I was blessed, that you pass that on to God. Because if God didn't save me, if he didn't save you, we would die in our sins. We would act like a predator. We might be liars, we might be killers, thieves, and uh, but God took nothing and made something. And therefore, all the glory belongs to God. The Bible said they looked diligently for the time and arrival of Jesus. Are you looking for the time and arrival of your Lord and Savior? They knew by the mouth of Moses and others that God would put enmity he would put hostility between the, between the serpent and the woman and between his seed and her seed and that it shall bruise his head and that he would bruise his heel. The day came that the word of God fulfilled when Jesus stepped on the scene. They were excited about the word of God and they walked with expectancy. How about you? Are you excited about the word of God? Are you walking with expectancy? Are you excited? Oh, do it make you feel like Cocoa Puffs? Maybe it may, or do you feel like Fruity Pebbles? And do it make you feel good? Bless your name, Jesus. The Bible tells us that in these last days that he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. God, in these days, have spoken to us by Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in first in John 1 and 14, it says, and the word was made flesh and it dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, 
full of grace and truth. Jesus brought clarity. He brought grace and he brought truth to a dying generation. My God that has gone on from generation to generation. Even after the enemy, he bruised the enemy head and the enemy bruised his heel on Calvary. My God, grace and truth have traveled down to this day and time, to this second day of March of 2021, full of grace and truth. This seventh day, excuse me, this seventh day of March, full of grace and truth. In these last days, the Bible tells us that without controversy, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. Can nobody do me like Jesus? Can nobody do you like the Lord? Without controversy, no confusion, no mess involved, but God, the mystery of godliness was revealed. God was manifested in the flesh. God was justified in the spirit. God was seen of angels. God preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. Received up into glory. Who being the brightness of his glory. And the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins sat down. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He himself purged our sins. I didn't purge your sins. Your pastor didn't purge your sins. God may have used him to deliver the word, uh, just like he's doing this morning, but he didn't die on the cross for you. The bishop, the overseer, the district elder, uh, no matter what title, the prophet, the teacher, no matter what they might have uh, uh, behind or in front of their name, they did not purge your sins. But when he had purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of majesty, the divinity of Jesus Christ was being exposed then as it's being exposed today that he is God. He said, uh, the great I am, as he had told Moses, I am that I am. Don't get it twisted. Uh, I'm not talking about an Ethiopian painting. A European pagan. I'm not talking an Ethiopian theory, Islamic perception, uh, uh, Catholicism, Lutheranism, uh, Methodism, Episcopalian, uh, 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 Presbyterianism, or Baptist, but I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus said unto them, Truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham, I am. They understood that he was saying, I'm God, and picked up stones to stone him. Oh, my God, but it wasn't time yet. And so he slipped out from among them. But he was letting them know that before everything was, I was. I am the way. I'm the truth and the life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the, I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the door. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the bread of life. I'm the vine and ye my branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same will bring forth much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. Listen, church. Listen. Listen, everybody. He said, without me, you can do nothing. Without Jesus Christ, you can do nothing. Well, I'm going to God. No, you're not. 
He said, if you try to come up any other way, you try to take the ladder, take the fire escape, you know, I'm prepared. I, I, I'm, I'm, listen, if you try to come up any other way, take an elevator, if you try any other way to come up, he said, you're a thief and a robber because this is the path that's been laid out. You must go through Jesus Christ. The brightness of his glory. The express image of his person. He is upholding all things by the word of his power. He by himself purged our sins. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I, I, time is not going to permit. I, 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 I want to get into, want to talk about the doctrine. But see, I believe God can do anything because if he's God, he, he's not sovereign if he can't do anything. And I know what the scripture says, God does not lie, I know that. But I'm saying that he has the power to do anything. He has the power, he has the authority, the ability. He can make a body and get in that body. Uh-huh. Oh, the Bible says this. That Abraham was sitting out, you know, and they, were, they was doing what they were doing in that day. And he saw three people approaching him, and he knew that one of them, he, he recognized there was a manifestation there because it was God manifested. And so he, uh, I'm, I'm quickly going through this, but he, he broke it down to go get a lamb, and, and you know, and they had some barbecue, and uh, you know, and so the, the two, then the other two angels went down to Sodom and Gomorrah and dealt with Lot and his family, you know, to deliver them. But there was the one that stayed with, with, with Abram, who was God, and bodied and so you're going to tell me that, that God cannot create a body, cannot manifest in the flesh. God cannot put his spirit, cannot take the word and wrap his spirit in it and walk about. Mm, bless your Lord God. Well, if he can't do that, then that makes means that he's not God. But I know that he is. And so the Bible tells us in the 19th chapter, it says in verse 38, and this Jesus, knowing that all things had been accomplished and that the scripture might be filled, said, I thirst. Now, when he said a vessel full of vinegar and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it, put it up on hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, said it's finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Mm -hmm. After all that was done, the scripture plainly lets us know that he sat down on the right hand of majesty. In Revelation, and I'm not going to stay here, John said, I saw one that sat on the throne. I saw one. I saw one that sat on the throne. Not three thrones, not two. But I saw one. I saw one. I saw one that sat on the throne, and there were other thrones that was there. We'll, we'll get into that another time. The Lord say the same. There was others. But let's keep our focus on Jesus. Let's not get it twisted. Let's take the, uh, the oh, it's all about me, and I'm going to, you know, me, 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 my, 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 and all of that sort of, no. Let's put the focus on Jesus, I'm telling you. You keep the focus on the Lord. And it's going to make a difference in your life every day. Bless your Lord Jesus. I pray that, that you will tell somebody else 
that keep their focus on Jesus. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't let the enemy chase you away. Matter of fact, if he tries, let me know. Yeah, um, you listening to the broadcast. You can communicate. Let me know. We're going to pray against him. Yeah, we, the Bible said whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. You'll have strength. You'll have power. you have backing because we're firm. The, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. God bless you. Our prayer is that something was said which encouraged your heart. I know my heart was encouraged on today. If you have not dedicated or you need to rededicate your life, this is the time. The Bible says in Acts 20, I'm sorry, the Bible says in Acts 30, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshment shall come from the presence of the Lord. If you have missed any of the messages, please visit